AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. End every workout the right way with Core Power. Fueled by 26 grams of high-quality protein to give your body what it needs when it needs it. Recover and build lean muscle with Core Power. podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. End every workout the right way with Core Power. Fueled by 26 grams of high-quality protein to give your body what it needs when it needs it. Recover and build lean muscle with Core Power. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Come on, no. When you walk down like Carnaby Street and there's people, <laughs> you know, like you walk down there's someone doing like marketing for like a thing, and like there was some some competition they were doing, and basically my mate's wife is like an attractive actress and she was out of work and she was doing the thing to get people to go in and enter a competition and you know then obviously they sign up to a mailing list. But she just said she got she messaged us and said, "Oh, I'm in. If you're in town, pop by, and I'll just make sure you just win a set of beats." So I just pretended I didn't know her. Went in, pulled a thing out of a thing, and she went, "Oh, you've won some beats," and gave me them, and I walked away. It's fucking the easiest <laughs> pair of beats I've ever <laughs> got in my life. That's good acting. To God, be I like the fact that you mm. <laughs> we've got flown his filth on the line, Carl right. Donnelly. Um, uh, Carl, I like the idea that you've had many sets of beats that you haven't paid for, but this was the this was the time where you thought, oh, "Yeah, I've really gamed the system." I know every I know every beat true? scam out there, mate. <laughs> don't, if, you, if you ever want a pair of beats, don't pay for them. Come to me, I'll tell you the name. The latest scam. <laughs> We're laughing, aren't we? We're laughing. It's good to laugh. It's good it's to laugh. Uh, it's, it's really important. Um, I, I think all of us witnessed the uh, the horror show that happened. Yesterday at uh, uh, White Lane in Tottenham, West Ham managed to claw three goals. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> and, and part of the reason um, why we've got Carl Donnelly on the podcast, not because he's, you know, he isn't a welcome guest, he is. But you have to, if, if ever in your life you felt like being funny was helpful for, uh, you know, your career and, and the betterment of your individual aspirations. Now you've got to be funny for the betterment of other people. Fans. Finally, it's become <laughs> yeah. a vocation. I've always wanted it to be. Yeah. We're, we're this is a, a GMVQ. We're getting a free set here. <laughs> yeah, we fucking better. It's pure narcissism, but tonight it's, I'm giving back. <laughs> what you, actually, to be fair, when you when you're on stage, Carl, that's uh, that's quite a, an existential <clears throat> question. But when you're on stage, do you feel like you're giving or you're receiving? <laughs> <laughs> I've never, never thought about it in those terms. Um, I reckon, I reckon there's a, yeah, I reckon giving is probably, yeah, but yeah, when I'm off stage and thinking about it, it's all me. I'm like, I'm writing the material and thinking what I think is funny. When I'm on stage, I'm trying everything I can do to make people laugh and enjoy themselves. Do you know what I mean? I'll do anything on stage for a laugh, man. <laughs> Fucking my, my material goes out the window. I'll just take the piss out of someone in the front row. I don't care, mate. I just, yeah. yeah. So I, I think when I'm on stage, I'm much more altruistic than when I'm off stage. Carl, do you think that your involvement in the Fighting Cop podcast has helped your career or do you feel like you've helped us? Um, I don't think either of us have benefited from this relationship. <laughs> 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 I, think, I think we very much have plateaued each other. 
<laughs> We're going to grow but old we together. Carry yeah. <laughs> we carry on. Like a loveless couple. This, that's loveless about. marriage. Yeah. No, this is a 15-year a fifteen year <laughs> marriage. watching an that's, iPad that's in bed with headphones on. All the, all the kids have moved out. <laughs> yeah, the kids were holding us together. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> we laugh. We laugh. Uh, before before we go into the podcast, and, 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 and before we do, I just want to know that, uh, I want you to know, the listener, that this isn't going to be the podcast you think it is. Or perhaps, if you know the fighting cock, it's exactly the podcast you think it is. But we're here to make you feel better. We're not here to, <clears throat> to, to relive the nightmares almost borderline Pol Pot era nightmares, right? We're here to make you feel better uh, and realise that, that there is a brighter day. There is the, 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 the what's that fucking saying about darkness before the dawn? That shit, the, that, that bird sound. <laughs> the once. darkest hours before the dawn. Yes, yes, T, that's what I'm saying. But before we do that, the most important thing uh, and... Um, it's really important because the Spurs and Burnley game is going to be shown on the pay-per-view Sky Sports show, which costs fifteen pound uh, to watch. Spurs versus Burnley. <laughs> like, I'd have probably paid. I'd probably paid fifteen pound for Spurs versus West Ham. Spurs Chelsea. Spurs Arsenal. I can see the value in that, but I'm not paying fifteen pound for Spurs versus. It's definitely Burnley. I don't care. I thought it was Brighton. So there's two pay-per-view games I've got then, or oh, have I got that wrong? I, I think you're missing the point here. It is the fact that we we're not paying for shit games, right? We're not we're not going to pay fifteen pound for shit games. We're going to find another way to watch it, and whatever way you find to watch the game is on you. That's what you're going to do in your own time. It might be through some sort of service that you can access without much difficulty on the did internet. Did you see? Not to, uh, so or, to, on, to, I know this is it's a nice little thing I read about today. Is did you see that a lot of Newcastle fans boycotted? the 15 pound thing and then instead they organise a thing to donate the 15 quid to a food bank and it raised 16 and a half grand Cole it's literally like we're inside each other <laughs> because, because what, what, what we're going to suggest as the fighting cock is don't pay you the 15 pound to pay to, to watch this game uh, or, or pay but make sure you double up and pay uh, a, a donation to uh, the Tottenham Food Bank at Tot food bank t-o-double-t food bank on twitter they've got a just giving um uh account and they're looking to raise a hundred thousand pounds uh <coughs> during covid because there are people out there that most of us are okay during this situation right right we've all got our families people take care of each other but there's some people out there that don't have that and and what we're asking is if uh, do you know what I'm actually asking? Find another way to watch this football match and pay the fifteen pound you would have watched, would have paid, to uh, to donate to uh, Tottenham Food Bank. They're on about sixty grand at the moment. They need a hundred thousand pounds to service all of the people in Tottenham. And it just like it sounds like a lot of money, but imagine it costing that amount of money to feed people that don't have enough money in the borough that our club is based. Given the fact that we've just paid a 14 million pound or 13 million pound loan fee for Gareth Bale and I don't you know I'm happy about that but I'm also happy to find a way of, of getting people to donate to uh, a food bank which helps uh, just helps people you know you're going to donate money you will never see the people you're going to help but you've got to know that, that you've done a good thing so yeah it's at Tot Food Bank and they've got a Just Given page in their profile donate 
they're, they're, they're still, they've got 25 days to go. They're still 40 grand short of where they need to be in order to help people that are local to our football club that we know and love. Okay, <clears throat> I've done that bit. Cole? <laughs> Light on the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Say something Good funny. <laughs> literally, literally your job. Literally your job. Um, Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was no, like, genuinely, no, no, that was like I once did a I once did a corporate gig, and I was on late in the evening. It was really pissed and rowdy, and I was like, "This will be fine." Most corporates are actually quite hard and dead, and like you know, you've got to try and build some atmosphere. Okay. This one, I was like, it'll probably be quite leery and difficult, but I'd prefer that. And then just before they brought me on, um, turns out they they had a bit of a <laughs> memorial chat. The one of the guys <laughs> in the office who died of cancer that year. So they oh, got a few God. people up to say speeches about him. Everyone's crying. And then they got his widow up to accept a trophy on his behalf. And then as she walked back to her seat, they went, right, guys, time for some comedy. And everyone's crying. <laughs> and they went, go on, And I walked on. And I had to literally open with, like, you know, just um, when I say, Barry sounded like a great guy. <laughs> so I could just try and write it and use it as an in. <laughs> what are you doing in that situation? Oh, so at seriously, panic stations, man. You- do you, do, are, you, are you angry though? You're angry at the fact that, that, that they've put you in this Part situation. Part of me was angry that I'd not been informed. I mean, if I'd been told that was the case, I would have probably said to him, "Can you just hit a song afterwards? Give me, give them five minutes to reset." Yeah, I mean, don't just bring me on while everyone's still wiping tears. Cole, eyes. what would, would the song be? Come on, come <laughs> on. You could have what is off that now. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So uh, we've got to talk about Spurs West Ham. We don't want to really, uh, and and there are there are many positives to to focus on. Um, you know, the first sixteen minutes of that game were glorious, <laughs> so you can, we can focus on those sixteen minutes. Uh, and and there are other aspects. You know, the, the fact is that, that West Ham scored a a goal sent. For this it, 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 it kind of feels like when Anthony Joshua said that uh, Andy Ruiz hit him with a punch from the gods when he didn't. But the, the Lanzini's goal wouldn't have been... He, he, there was no, there's no chance he would have ever scored that goal. It, it doesn't matter how many times he hit it in the rest of his life, he would never have scored that goal. But we probably brought it on to ourselves. But I want to ask you a question. T. We've got a question from Johnny Curry. He says, uh, is it time to bring in an elite level manager to take us to the next level? That's a reasonable question. You know, he subs off um, Southern and Dunbelle. I think that should be... That's his resignation letter. That substitution in itself. That's his resignation letter. That's his middle finger to Spurs fans and Levy. I'm a Chelsea legend. Fuck you. Figured off two of your best players. Actually laughed when Lantini scored. That's probably what he said behind closed doors. But, no, um... I'm still, I'm still fairly chipper. <laughs> I, love, I love the way that you're going straight to a serious answer now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, but no, you know, it, it's, it's fine. No, I think, um, I think there's just so many positives to take from yesterday, really. And some of the football we played in the first half was, was just glorious. And when the goal went, I, I just laughed. I just burst out laughing. It's just more out of shock. It's just like, yeah. what the fuck? Only Spurs. You know, and then there's a little bit in the back of my mind thinking... Is there a minute left? We can get a goal there. And then, <laughs> and then they, kick, they, they do kick off and blow the whistle. Oh, fuck, where's the minute? Where's the minute? <clears throat> I think the, the most Spursy, I mean, the, a, lot, a lot of this is Spursy. And we, we've worked hard to try and get rid of the, 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 the Spursy moniker, but the reality is it will never no. leave us. This is what we are. 
And I, I, I in a way, love it. Well, if anything, oh, I was going to say, if anything, it's, the problem is Mourinho hasn't, he hasn't learned it yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he's going to manage our club, he needs to realise we will never, ever, we could be, it could be the year 5,000 and we, we still will not ever be able to defend a lead. Like, we could, we, we're better at defending a fucking 1-0 lead than a 4-0. I mean, I mean, we all know what it's like over the years. Like, you know, I think Mourinho doesn't realise that that is, that is the Tottenham way. Right? Yeah, if you want to be a manager yeah, of our exactly. football club, not, if you want to be a manager of our football club, do you realise we fuck yeah, exactly. shit up Don't consistently? Because we're freeing them up, we're safe, right? And then take off on Dombele. Why bring on Winks? You know, it's, it, everything felt like he was... He was like, well, we've won it. And you're like, mate, you have not. You're not ready for this club. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bro, bro, this is heritage. This is history. This is what we do. We need to learn. This is... This ain't Chelsea. It's not, shit don't go right here. Shit goes right so over there. It, and this is why, this is why we're here. It's a cultural thing. We need, you know, initially, I was so against Mourinho when he came in. It really hurt the way it happened. And I, I, last season, I didn't give him the time of day. I wouldn't allow myself. I had, you know, after, during the break and everything, coronavirus put things in perspective. I allowed myself <laughs> to start going, right, I'm going to give him a chance this season. And so far, I don't mind him, right? I'm not hating him this season. I thought... But also, I do think, you know, I now just want to give him another season just to see if he can realise the flaws in our club. Rather, than, I don't care about what happens. <laughs> we, 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 need, we need Jose Mourinho to understand that finishing fourth in the league is yeah. success. Like, every, everything you've achieved at every club you've ever been to, this isn't all of those other clubs. No. This isn't Porto. This is not Inter Milan. It's exactly. not Real Madrid. It's not, it's not Chelsea. Finishing four for us is success. You've got to understand. Yeah. He also needs to understand it. that we can, we can at any given point look like the best team in the league and the worst team in the league <laughs> in the space of five minutes. I think the ninety minutes on uh, on, on on Sunday is if, if he hasn't learned anything from that, he never will. And maybe we should look for an elite coach who will understand that. <laughs> That's it. That's what it needs. Yeah, you, you need to inject Spursy in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, hypodermic needle. Yeah, I knew knew the moment Bale missed that like open goal. Essentially, let's be honest. You know, I don't want to criticize Bale because it's amazing having him back. It sounds sounds like you are. He skinned everyone up, made me go right. He's just coming back from an injury. He's not fully fit, and he still just skinned them up so easy. I was like, he's still got it, but then just spunked it wide. The moment they went wide, I went, "We're done, mate. They're going to get an equal." I know they're going to. Apparently, that could have been a penalty. Huh? Apparently that could have been a penalty. He got fouled. I didn't realise that. It was today. soft, though, innit? it? I mean, so, sounds quite like it sounds like you're you're like you're a Liverpool fan whinging that Van Dyke got apparently injured by it. Have you heard what Bosnich said? What did he say? That Pickford's band should be as long for as as long as Van Dyke is out. Why? Why is it that that, that that there's some injustice against Liverpool, and now the entire world is talking about? Um, the fact that there is some sort of something going on something going on with refereeing yeah. in football before everyone's just like oh that's bad that happened to our football club we'll moan a bit and then we'll just get on with it when something happens to Liverpool it's like no we, we need to well, yeah. petition they think the it's government. a conspiracy against them or something did you yeah. can I just did you see there's a tweet I just want to it's the funniest tweet I've seen in ages and I shared <laughs> it so it's, it's, you know, it's, but I never ever share anything that's got Piers Morgan involved but a guy just did such a funny tweet today where Piers Morgan did that thing of saying like, well, this is disgusting. I need to look at it because if that was in, you know, if, if Pickford did that to someone in the street, he'd get arrested. 
<laughs> of course he wouldn't. It'd be completely well, out of the blue. Said. Somebody's no just like, said to him, you know, like what you could say that about any. Here it is. This is the guy, right? His name's Alex Fowl. He's just a normal bloke, but he just he cre- quoted <laughs> it, like quote cre- quote te- tweeted uh, Piers Morgan's one, and just said you could say that about any tackling in any game of football ever. So why the fuck would you tackle someone in the street, you fucking fat dickhead? <laughs> 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 that's the funniest tweet I've seen in so long that properly got me just in the, it was like 9am and I read that and I was like that's funny for the day <laughs> you fucking <laughs> fat dickhead we're, we're, we're going to be cancelled in about six years for saying um, like like fat in the pejorative but weirdly way. I think people do so, there's certain sort of get out of jail free cards I think it's about who it's about and in the sort of I think Piers Morgan people would give you a buy on just like Carl, as as a uh, as um as a comedian, do you ever feel conscious of the fact that you you could use a joke that would in, in the modern era, which is hypersensitive, be construed in a way that would damage your career? I think so. I think you're aware of it. You know, I do because I'm, I'm I'm not somebody who goes out to upset anyone ever. Like yeah, I think I think I've said things on stage that I think people can see my intentions are. I'm messing around. And it's fun. It's in the nature of good fun. So I've never found myself on the like bad side of an argument. But, yeah, so I think it's more about your intentions. You can see it. Audiences can sniff if somebody's just trying to upset someone. And that's normally when they won't get away with it. Carl, do you think uh, John Cleese hates FNL Murray? <laughs> I reckon he does. <laughs> I reckon he's just old, an old white bloke. I defend my dad in that same way. Um, all right, so... Um, uh, we're, we're, Carl, we talked about um, how good the first half we, uh, first half was, and uh, when we spoke earlier on, on WhatsApp, you was you were saying that there there, no, there needs to be some sort of reservation and how early you oh, yeah. tweet. Never, well, I mean, and this I've definitely learned this over the last few years to, you know, just never tweet at half time. Never, never tweet when you're you know leading a match. Never text. Just don't text anyone. You know, if you've got a mate who's a West Ham fan at half time, never text them going, "Ah, gutted." Because you're just tempting fate, man. It's, I've learned that. What, did you not do any of that? I, I didn't do any of it. I, I, just, I, start, I don't ever do it. My mate, well, the reason I, I thought be... about it, though, is my mate texted me, or he WhatsApp me at half time saying, we're going to win the league this year, and he was convinced. And I was like, you're a <laughs> fucking idiot, mate. Honestly. <laughs> I, I had a Chelsea fan t- text me going, you are going to win the league. You are incredible. And I looked at him going, they're still 40, 40 yeah, yeah. Minutes. it's funny when we have to give other team fans reality checks about our own team <laughs> they're all going like wow man you look amazing you're like yeah let's not get carried away man <laughs> <laughs> T, uh, where, where are you yeah at what, at what point in, during the game did you think this is done and dusted or did you not uh, about about 17 minutes <laughs> go, go, 17 yeah, go minutes timeline but I went in all the memes and videos came out, man. I saw. You know, I, I, I was looking. Don't worry. I'm a, I'm a viewer of Twitter during those times, but I always just stop myself tweeting. <laughs> no, I went, I went fully in. I, went, I, I think um, anyone who thought they were scared before the game, fuck off. No fears, mate. Smash them all up. And, <laughs> and to be fair, um, I think you can see from my tweets that I've got enough self-awareness to laugh at myself in a situation. It's not like I take myself seriously to a point where if I get burned, I'm going to take it to heart. Because even when um, Lantini got when I just put laughing emojis, I thought, for fuck's sake, Spurs. And yeah. it's happened time and time again. I feel that um, I'm almost, you know, I've lived through the worst of times in, in recent times as Spurs. And yesterday was just another notch in the belt, really. I mean, I got over it fairly quickly, but within the 
the podcast was sat good. There's so many different reactions. I mean, I thought, well, you know, it's done now. But then there's other people in the group are just, just fuck off. Just don't talk to us. Fuck off. <laughs> when you say other people, you're talking, you're talking about oh, me. You, only... Rick, Ricky was a nappy, but Bass was a nappy. <laughs> and to be what? fair, I thought, you know, I understand. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to push how I feel on other people because I thought, well, it's one of those things. But the way in which it happened, the unbridled optimism, at, you know, because we, we've still got a bell to come on. You know, we'll say a bell, bell to later on, you know, when we're final up. And yeah. then <laughs> the second half happened. OK, uh, I, I want to take a moment to take a pause in, in the podcast because we, we spoke to Abigail, uh, Abby Swan, on uh, on uh, Twitter. Well, she's named after their nickname. Bloody, that's quite that's quite, that's quite apt. I know it's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and uh, we talked about our new signing, Roden, and that's what you're about to hear now. Fifteen minutes of beautiful chat about a wonderful centre back signing. Who you know, if if he goes along the lines of all of our other signings at Spurs, will probably do all right for a bit and then <laughs> tail off and end up playing for Nottingham Forest. But I'm, I'm hopeful. Abby, Abigail is very, very hopeful too. Hello, welcome to the show. Abigail, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm really good. Uh, you're a big Swansea fan. I am indeed, which which has contributed to my mood this morning. But we're, we're trying to not let that affect us today. We're going to just talk about Joe Roden in all positive senses. Okay, well, uh, Swansea, just to, as, so, so there's some sort of... So people know what you're talking about. Swansea, you've just been... Um, been beaten by Huddersfield at home. Indeed, yes. We we dominated the game. It's one of those where you come away from it and you, you wonder how we lost that game. And I'm sure Huddersfield will be wondering how they came away with the three points as well. So quite a disappointing afternoon. Uh, not a great week then, really, because obviously you've lost Roden to, to, to Tottenham. And I guess that's what this conversation would be about. So thanks for giving us your time. Talking about a subject you probably don't really want to talk about, to be honest. So... Um, so tell us, tell us to, to imagine we know nothing about the player. What what kind of centre back are we getting? How would you describe him as a, as a footballer? So first and foremost, he's a homegrown player. He's been at Swansea City since the age of seven, and you know one of our most most valuable assets. Really, it's obviously a massive shame to be losing him. Um, we all feel quite quite proud that our club has nurtured and developed such such a complete defender I think that's one thing that you know we can collectively say regardless of what we think about the fee which I'm sure we'll talk about later um yeah. I think the majority of us believe that he has the attributes to succeed at Spurs and and we're excited to to see him continue his development um at the highest level but he's a 22 year old Wales international in my opinion was the best center half in the championship last season and I, I know on, on social media I've been asked quite a few times. I genuinely believe he's better at this stage than than Adam Webster was when he was bought by Brighton for twenty million. So I think that that kind of gives you an indicator of where where I value him. Um mm. He's six foot four. He's very strong. Superb aerial presence in both boxes for Wales. You know, he's he's seen as such a threat in the in the opposition box that we often play set pieces into him. He's calm and composed in possession. Comfortable bringing the ball out from the back, which I know is going to suit you guys down to the tee. Um, he stays calm under pressure. And although he plays on the right, he he has also played on the left a number of times for for Swansea and Wales. Does so with ease and. He's also at home in the centre of a back three as well. So, you know, he, he is quite versatile oh, well, in the system. So, 
Okay, so yeah, we have played back three, uh, and our problem area in our centre back is is playing out from the left hand side. At the moment, Eric Dyer is probably uh, the best player to do it for us. But we don't since losing Vertonghen to Benfica in the summer. We just don't have we don't have that left sided mid um, left sided defender. If you play a back three, you could potentially put Ben Davies in there, as you'll know as as a, yeah. as a Wales fan that he could play there as well. But we felt like we needed we needed another central defender. Uh, we linked to Skirinara of uh, Inter Milan, and that was everyone was very excited about that. But perhaps, actually, by what you described, that the Roden might well be able to play this season. Is that? Do you anticipate him becoming a fixture of our first team this season? Absolutely. I think I, I obviously watch a lot of Spurs. I live with a Spurs fan, so so I watch a lot of your games, um, and I quite like Eric Dyer. As a midfielder, I, I don't really see him as a centre-back. Um, I found it quite interesting reading recently that, you know, that's where he sees his future and he really wants to develop there. And whilst I think he has come on in that position, I do think that, yes, there are things that, that Roden might struggle with at first. I think, you know, he, he might make a few errors when he first comes into the side, but I do genuinely see him fulfilling that role this season. I don't think we're going to have to wait. He's such a mature mature 22-year-old. And I think one other thing that that I think really sums Joe Roden up is that Steve Cooper came out after the Swans game against Huddersfield yesterday and he spoke about the conversation he had with Joe Roden when the defender returned from international duty last week. And he said that even though Joe expressed that he'd be interested in a move to Tottenham, he also made it abundantly clear that if the move didn't work out and it didn't go through... He was proud to represent Swansea and it would make him more committed than he already was to Swansea City's promotion push. And I think that, for me, sums up the core values of him, him both as a person and a footballer, his dedication, his maturity, his class, and he's so grounded. And I think I think that was really impressive to, to hear that from Steve Cooper yesterday. And, you know, it makes you, you realise, and I think... That's what you need in your side. You don't want someone who's going to be disruptive or, you know, he could have turned up at Swansea you know, when he returned and heard about the interest and said, this is it for me. This is my big money move. I want it. But he wasn't pushing for it. And I think that tells you a lot about, about Joe Roden as a person. When you said that, I literally had goose pimples. Yeah. Because you don't get that in football. And, and, and this could have been because you don't know what's going to happen in terms of injuries that this could be his he could have been his one chance at that shot not to say that if he stayed injury free for the rest of his career that there wouldn't have been other clubs coming in for him yeah. if he's good as he say he is then that would have definitely happened but you don't know as a footballer sometimes you have to take your opportunities but for him to, to kind of just conduct himself at 22 in such a way in yeah. in in a, in a modern game where it, it doesn't seem to happen that often is is really uh, good to hear Really good to hear. What about what about his mentality? Does he play like a twenty-two-year-old? Does he make his? Does he make mistakes, or is it is he mature for his age on the on the pitch? Could you see him leading? Did he ever captain Swansea, for example? He's he's a massive leader. You know, he's he's vocal on the pitch, and and he leads by example. You know, you often see him bringing out other defenders with him. He's not he's not afraid to make those big calls on the pitch. And as I said, he's so com- composed on the ball and so comfortable bringing it out from the back. And I think, you know, that shows that he's been at Swansea from the age of seven and, and we like to play it that way. So he's grown up playing it that way. He's not, he's not had to learn it. He's not had to adapt his game to suit this style of play. And I think that really shows in his game. He's... 
he's got maturity beyond his years. You know, he's he could be future Wales international, uh, Wales captain, sorry. Wow. And wow. I, I really do. I think all Swansea fans, you know, a lot of people have said that losing a player of this calibre, it's such a big loss, but I think it speaks volumes that we're all just so proud and so, so excited to see him develop further because this is a great opportunity for him and, and we all believe that he can succeed at that level. Uh, so obviously well thought of enough, uh, you know, for, for, for Tottenham to go out and, and do the deal. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the first time. No, I think it's the second time Swansea and Spurs have done business. I think Tom Carroll went to you, didn't he, from us? He did, yeah. And then you got um, Vaughan and Ben Davis. Oh, yeah, so plenty of business. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, you'd think then that there'd be the owners of your football club. I'm not sure if they've changed between that when we signed those players, but um, they'd be sick of Daniel Levy because one of the, the best things he can do is get the best deal for Tottenham. Now, I I don't know what what his value is, but it seems from reading the comments in in you know Leeds Reddit and and what you mentioned is that you're unhappy with the way that you mentioned on your Twitter account uh, that you're unhappy with the way. Um, the way Tottenham were able to prize him from your club for just eleven million pounds and five million pound add-on, um, what what would be a fair price for him to to cost? I'd say minimum fifteen plus add-ons. Personally, you know, I likened it to the Adam Webster situation, but realistically, we have been well and truly Daniel Levy, haven't we? You know, he's such a shrewd businessman that that we we knew it would be less than that, but I think. 15 million would have been the absolute minimum. Um, I think there are a number of contributing factors. First and foremost, I must say that, you know, I don't feel bad on on Spurs' part. I think this is completely a Swansea City issue and and it's us not holding out and, you know, and caving, really. Um, we desperately needed to, to recoup some money and Trevor Birch, I think, has probably been significant. Um, he's an incredibly astute businessman. I thought so highly of him at Swansea I still do as as a as a man in the industry and he knew our financial state I I can imagine that played a part um but mainly I question the competency of our owners when it comes to these things um a lot of our fans question you know can we even call them investors because we're not seeing any of the money that they actually put into this club um you know we've had a number of High cost in transfers throughout the throughout the years, and it still seems that we're we're constantly in the need for money. So, yeah, it's quite a difficult one for us to take. Yeah, I guess given the time, you know, obviously with the fact that all clubs um, below the Premier League are, are struggling, yeah. uh, and obviously there's these talks of bailouts and and, and plans to to help lower clubs if that low, clubs from lower leagues, certainly League One and League Two, but it could be given the fact that we waited till. The, the very end of the transfer window to to make this signing that Daniel Levy was perhaps being a little bit uh, Machiavellian and knowing that Swansea could have done with the money and just waited and waited and waited knowing that the player perhaps wanted to come as well we'll never know but I wouldn't put it beyond yeah. Daniel Levy <laughs> at all but that's you know that's where he's such a good businessman isn't it you know you that's he's got he's got a reputation for doing it and I think every club in that position would if they could try and do that because they they've you know he's just he's just managed to to get one of the best center halves outside of the premier league for 11 million pounds so absolute you know incredible bit of business from him 
So to, to, just to sum up, um, we have got one of the best centre backs in, in the in, in, in the championship that he's he's potentially ready to play uh, straight away. Uh, he's certainly going to add competition to places in our centre back line and uh, f- a future leader as well potentially. Absolutely, um, I think that sums it up perfectly. I have already got a, I've got a few Spurs uh, fans as friends and and they've already said you've got my hopes up so much that that if he doesn't actually materialize <laughs> to be this good I might have to change my phone number so um yeah it'll be interesting but I'm I'm confident um that he'll thrive at Spurs um and it'll be great to see obviously Gareth Bale so happy to be playing club football again I've absolutely I've thoroughly enjoyed looking through um, Spurs' Twitter feed and seeing how happy he is to be back in training. And I think from a Wales fan perspective, that is so crucial ahead of the Euros next summer. Um, so, yeah, him, Ben Davis and Joe Roden, you've got you've got the three Welsh amigos. Yeah, do you know what? It's stupid of me because I didn't even think to ask you about that. As, as a Wales fan, knowing that he's been struggling for football in, in Real Madrid... For him to come back to a place where he cut his teeth at Southampton and exploded at Tottenham, but yeah. that if you're getting a happy Gareth Bale, he's happy to play for Wales, doesn't have to travel that far to get there, and just happy in his football, it is going to be. I think there is a bit of a Wales sort of Tottenham loving at the moment that we can all uh, appreciate. Absolutely. Um, as soon as I heard that that Gareth Bale was linked to move back to Spurs. I was so excited. I knew that it was the right move for him because he'd be happy playing his club football and a happy Gareth Bale is so crucial for us. We were looking um, the the National League break before this one that has just gone and uh, the Nations League, sorry, the Nations League break before the one that's just gone. And we were looking at Gareth Bale and thinking this is going to be his only game time and we can't be going into the Euros next summer with Gareth Bale's only game time coming in international fixtures, that's just not going to be good enough for us. So to see him back on a training field, so happy and and enjoying his football is so crucial for us. Beautiful. Abby, thank you so much for your time. If anyone wants to follow Abby, it's at Swan Abby on Twitter, uh, S-W-A-N-A-B-I. Um, and you're not, you don't just produce uh, Swansea content, do you? You're involved in lots of things uh, that people can can listen to. What 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 stuff can people pick up from the, the work you do, Abby? Yeah. So aside from obviously the football, dart, snooker, um, I am a mental health ambassador as well. So I do a lot of work for an eating disorder charity called Beat, um, and I talk about you know various mental health struggles and. And I quite like just interacting with other people, normalising talking about mental health um, and trying to remove the stigma that's still attached. Wonderful. Abby, uh, Swan Abby on Twitter. Abby, thank you so much for giving us your time. We'll speak soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Talk. Yeah, just... just, just shh, shh. I need to clear my throat as well. Right. Carl Dunley, you you enjoying this experience? I'm very much enjoying watching you save files onto your computer. Don't don't let them be on the curtain, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was that was lovely uh, from Ga- uh, Gabriel, uh, Abigail. Abigail. <laughs> lovely, lovely. 
I can't. So, you know, speaking of, um, speaking oh, of treating women badly, what do you make about Aguero, mate? <laughs> being oh, yeah. What do you make about Aguero? I, I, when I first saw it, when I first saw it, I thought, that ain't all right. That, that was my first feeling. But uh, since I tweeted that, there has been multiple accounts who have, uh, you know, mo- most of them have many numbers after their username. <laughs> And British and some flag. flags in the uh, flags on their page. Exactly, they put they're, they sent many images to me that that showed the Guerrero uh, manhandling actual referees. <laughs> like that's, right. that's that, actual not, shit. No, I didn't mean actual. <laughs> well, 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 what I meant by that was that 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 she's a lino, isn't she? And linos are, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're shit. And they're like shit referees. Uh, and, yeah. and 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 Guerrero actually manhandled. A referee that wasn't a liner. Why hasn't she been given the job to be an actual ref? You answer me that. What? No. As no yet, idea, or like, do you, do you think some oh. people just some people just want to be lines people? No, I'm not sure. They, it's like a gateway, isn't it? Really. It's a gateway to to the top job, which is a referee in the Premier League, and she's never done it. I don't think, Massey. No. One no. day. One day. <clears throat> maybe she. Yeah, does, maybe she doesn't have the credentials. I don't know. But the point is. The fact is, that Aguero, Aguero um, he, he put his hand around her shoulders and it felt to me a little bit awkward. Like, he should have had more awareness to not do that. Um, yeah. I did. It looked, but the picture, I think, looked, it looked patronising, didn't it? The picture did. But then if he's got previous of doing it to other match officials, then it turns out maybe just his patronising. It wasn't a one-off, like... <laughs> You know, sort of bit of sexist banter. T, did you? Is it equal opportunities, Belland? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you? Anyone think, can get it. Did you ever? Did you take anything from that 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 situation? Um, it just looked wrong. I mean, it's the same as with the image of it. Just looked. Just thought, what are you doing, mate? I mean, you know, there are players who you know touch up officials. Not not women, male <laughs> officials. Touch and, up officials. <laughs> I mean, I touch them up, but um, no, seriously, um, but. I thought I thought you know it's just wrong, but she didn't she didn't press the complaint, so I guess it's swept under the rug. But I'd imagine it's something that if it happens again, then it'd probably be a lot more made of it than than on that occasion. Fair also, enough. I saw a few little I saw a few little takes from uh, the female journalists and stuff saying, well, you know, like this is I'm making a big deal out of it. Actually, is patronising in itself, in it like these these people they they want to work in football, they they're in football and they they're doing their job, and it's a bit of fun between a player and them and. To make a big deal makes it sound like we're going, you know, oh, we, we got to look after our female officials because, like, yeah, there's something yeah, in that yeah. as well. So, you know, sound a little I, bit gammon there, Cal. Cal, I know, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Mate. It sounded a little bit like he sounded like I'll oh, just get on with it. You slag. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I've not said that since I was last at a, at a match. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's going to be interpreted, though. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Simon von Sills, he says you My can catchphrase. <laughs> get on with it, you say. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get the audience to shout it every time I run out of steam on stage. Uh, Simon von Sills, he says you can voyage to yesterday in a non-COVID parallel universe time machine and have a ticket. Do you attend the game knowing that you will witness glorious goals, Bow's second debut and possibly impact the result of the uh, uh, result, or do you sack it off fearing that the absolute abomination of the equaliser will be realised? <coughs> Is there any way that you, if you know what would happen, 
during that game that you would have just sort of stepped back and gone, you know, this isn't for me. I I'm not willing to put myself through this. Carl? Um, I'd, yeah, I probably, <clears throat> well, I mean, no, I'd just go and leave at half time, innit? Get to see the first half in, in its glory. And then second half, just knock it on the head. I'm always against fans leaving early. Even if you're 4-0 down, I think, well, you know, just stick around, innit? But, like, if I think if you know the result, that's a different story, innit? They, they're leaving on the sort of hypothesis of what's going to happen. But I think, you know, you'd have, if, you've, if, you've, if you've seen the future already, I think you're allowed to go right half-time. I'm going to nip off and get an early tube. Yeah, that's fair enough. T, where you at? Um, I actually tweeted yesterday while we were doing well that I just wish I was in the ground. And <laughs> even though, well, obviously now it's, it's all got pear shaped, but I do kind of miss being in the, being in the grounds. And I probably would still go, even though I know what's going to happen. I just need that kind of emotion because you watch old games and you see fans in the ground, and I thought, oh, I fucking wish I was in amongst it. And even if I had to have a gut punch of an equaliser. I'd rather have that, you know, go to the pub with my mates and ruminate over it after and get home drunk and Mrs. Shouts at me for being drunk. You know, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather have that than just turn the TV off and walk yeah, out of yeah, them. Yeah. T, have you, so, ever, have you yeah. ever had it when you've got home like, on a, after a bit of a sesh and um, you're supposed to be home at 8pm, you got home <gasps> at half 10 and you miss it, you're, you're proper fueled. you've got a lot of uh, lager in you and your missus has said, what the fuck, you're supposed to be here at 8pm. And you go, why don't you shut your fucking mouth? Have you ever done that? <laughs> um, not exactly, but I do have a, I do have a funny story. <laughs> I do have a funny why don't you story shut your a... fucking mouth? No, no, never done that, no? Nah, nah, nah. Walford away, we drew nil-nil. And um, I was just well-oiled. Well it was um, a Wetherspoons pub, so... We were just <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, you, you were well-oiled? And you was in Weatherspoon's pub, and you didn't tell us to yeah. shut up, fucking man. <laughs> no, you are a great I'm, I'm human being. Trained. You're a good man. Because <laughs> no, that hasn't happened before. <laughs> so, so I think everyone's well versed the Weatherspoon's app. We don't have to leave your table. You just put the table down, but they bring the pints to you. So we're all doing in twos and threes because that's what drunk people do. And. So at this point, she's actually driving nearby. I said, oh, yeah, you know, you can pick me up. <laughs> so I must have got lost twice trying to find her car. And so I get home and I'm sat down and my son's playing with me and I'm eating crisps and I wake up and he's still stopping me playing and the crisps are all over the floor. <laughs> you fall asleep yeah, with your son um, playing on you? Yep. Don't, why are you um, laughing? It's at 8 o'clock in the evening. I'd, I'd prefer um, it if you'd actually c committed domestic assault. I really would, rather than leaving your son to play over your body. <laughs> yeah, it was only three. Yeah, <laughs> he was only three, and it's just yeah, it yeah, that's, that's fine because he's only three. He does, a, doesn't know any better. I got a lot of silent treatment after that, so, <laughs> so yeah, you should be a lesson. <laughs> so you, should, you brought that little being into the world, and, and, and your response to that was to go to Weatherspoons. And, and, and get so pissed that you go back home and fall asleep while he climbs on you. This is what's wrong with the world. I know. This it's is like what's wrong with like the like a scene you imagine a social services worker walking into, innit? It's a piss bloke with a kid just crawling all over yeah, him. Yeah, and, and, then, and then they have to bring us in going, no, he's actually a good bloke. He's actually a good yeah. bloke. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't mean it. He just goes football and then, you know. You know what? The, it the, happens. The best, thing, the best thing about COVID is the... That that T 
T doesn't fall asleep while his child is pandering for his attention. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not on a bear for over a week. So I'm trying to be good now. So yeah, because you know, COVID forced you to be a good parent. Uh, anyway, we got uh, t- <laughs> uh, Tottenham versus something called Lask. Uh, we've got Burnley uh, on Monday. After that, Antwerp. We've got Brighton, Ludogrets. We've got West Brom, and then Man City at home, and then Ludogrets. Lots of winnable games. I think even if you included West Ham in that, that there there were um, lot, you know almost eight or nine winnable games. Um, I feel like I feel positive, even though we 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 drew drew, drew that game yesterday, and even though Lanzini hit a, a strike from the gods, that the reality is, if you look at the statistics, that. We're all right. We're all right. And we probably will win the vast majority of these games. If we do come out of this period, even though it's congested, given the fact that we're playing Man City without losing, and I feel like we can do that, then um, we're going to be very, very happy after, you know, as we go into the 26th of November playing Luda Regrets at home. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's, I weirdly, I came away from SA going, that is exactly what I sort of, I'm not surprised it happened because it happens all the time, innit, right? Yeah. But actually, it's that thing of, it's still, like, I think it's going to be a mental season as well, by the way. I think there's going to be a lot of that going on. A lot of the top clubs are going to be messing up. You know, now Liverpool lost Van Dyke, mate. They're going to be wonky at the back. Like, so I actually think it's not going to be one of them, seasons where the winners run away with it I think it's like you know I think there is going to be room for us to sort of find our feet and have go on little runs and, cool. all that and still be up in the top four-ish so like, I actually think I think the, the positives and of the outweigh the negatives we've got a lot of good attacking players now and we've got yeah our defence is still going to be a bit pony Carl you're, got, you're, you're a nice man like you're, you're a fundamentally nice man you're a vegan yeah. and, and yeah. most vegans are annoying but they're also good people and you're not one of those vegans that are annoying. And yeah. I'm a vegetarian. So I can say that, I think. <laughs> so I can, I can, I'm reclaiming the term vegan. And I can say whatever I like about them now. Um, <laughs> but there was a part of you when the news came through that Van Dyke was out for the season. You was like, yes! Of course it is, yeah. I mean, I'm still as partisan as anyone, mate. And also, no, but I didn't. I don't like seeing a player get injured. Oh, you do like it. I like I'd it. We all like it. Come just... on, it's good news. Good news. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if it's a rival, of course you can't not take some joy in it. They haven't had a single injury in about four years. Exactly, and it is, Ooh, and it's their, though, yeah. it's their sort of golden boy as well. Yeah, and it was done by fucking Jordan Pickford. <laughs> what a, what a person! I that, don't. If you, that's the funniest person you could pick to injure Van Dyke. I don't get why well, everyone's like attacking Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford should be banned as long as Van Dyke. He's just a bloke who plays in goal. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's stupid. So, it is, if you actually look at it in real time, you know, they're both chasing the ball. It's not, it wasn't like Van Dyke was halfway out of the pitch and Pickford ran out from the box and just went through the back of him just for no thought, reason. He's doing the right thing in his head. Do you, exactly. do, do you know what the 11 plus is? What the exams for kids back in the day, way back in the day, yeah, like my yeah, mum, yeah. my mum uh, took the eleven plus. Um, I have it on good authority that there is no exam that Jordan Pickford could take other than the eleven plus from the nineteen fifties, <laughs> and that's what they got him to take, and he failed it. So they just thought, let's just put him on a football pitch and see what happens. <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah, I think you know there is there is some sort of uh, you can take some fun in Liverpool losing their talisman and then organising fucking petitions. And I thought I saw some bloke online trying to organise a march through the city. Is that what are we doing? <laughs> That's got to be a parody account. I thought a tweet. Well, I thought it was, but then underneath it turns out it was a real account. Yeah, it, but, it's yeah, but uh, it, it probably is a parody account. But let's not let let's believe it, T. Let's let's yeah. it's like put like fuel under it. Let's say yeah, yeah. There should be a march. <laughs> we should tweet, we should tweet out the details for it. Actually. Yeah. We should give them a helping hand. Fuck the food bank that I mentioned earlier on in the pod. Let's, let's get behind the march. Yeah, do this march. You know, it kind of feels like, um, so obviously Rosa Parks is the most famous person for, you know, the Montgomery bus boycott. I reckon there's someone before her who did a boycott that failed. It feels like when Spurs had the VAR, things go against us. And I said, fuck all. Liverpool and Rosa Parks, we're the person who didn't get the hype. T. Really. You know, we had the, you know, terrible. T, T we're during Black History Month, right? Do you yes. think, do you think that if you had to go to Liverpool... And find out where the they they genuinely believe the injustice lays. If you throw to them the fact that Rosa Parks was a massive injustice, and Van Dyke got injured by Pickford was a massive injustice. <laughs> where do you think, like truly, that their allegiances would lie? I reckon they'd say fuck Rosa Parks. They'd probably make T-shirts about it as well. We all like. You know, with, 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 you know, you know, like the, um, that old David Hay T-shirt where he's got like the Klitschko's heads just held up. Yeah. If we have like Rosa Parks's head just held up, <laughs> look, this can't book my ACL. Fuck Rosa Parks. That's and exactly that, what they do. And that is and a problem. Is Liverpool, it means well, more. And that is a problem with football fans. It's not just Liverpool. It's every football club, including ours, who who um, you know, put the the plight of of whatever's happening on the pitch, which really does mean nothing at all when there are people that don't have enough food to eat in, in the borough of Tottenham, or the borough of Harringay, rather. The bar- Tottenham isn't a borough, it's a ward. Um, that, that don't have enough food to eat and will we'll pile so much importance over what happens on a football pitch, albeit, you know, watching a game where we threw away a free gold lead against some uh, a team of supporters who fucking hate us. Yeah, but, fucking but, little team. Yeah, but they're... You go to the streets of Raynham, there's just claret and blue shirts everywhere. Princess Diana crockery being flown around. <laughs> you know, just fucking shocking. But, you know, shit happens, you know, plucky little team in East London. It's, it's all good. But See, I was know, trying um, to make a point, you put a point in, and you just sorry. you shat on the West Ham. I was saying that there's bigger things, isn't there? There's, there's more important things to focus on other than football. But actually, maybe there ain't.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.